off top, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn. And bitch, don't check me, bitch. Check the air quality. Numbers. Yeah. Dice and shit. You know what I'm saying? $500 fans and shit. You know what I'm saying? That shit's something slight, though. You know what I mean? Run that. I was born in 91. Product of the dope gang. 50s, Camaros. Cuts when we swine. Crack gang. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 299 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not really asking you to agree with me. I'm just asking you to hear me out. Let me first start this episode by giving a huge congratulations to Argentina for winning the World Cup. Their first World Cup win since, what, 1986. I'm be real with y'all. I'm gonna be real, and and hey, I'm not, I know how a lot of shows will come on and 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 try to act like they're experts. I don't know anything about soccer, like I can I can follow the game, but I don't know much about soccer. But one thing that I do know is that World Cup was probably one of the most exciting games I've ever watched. And if you look on social media, if you look at a lot of the people that talk about it, they agree with me too. Going into the match, there was a lot of storylines. I talked about this on last on the last episode, but there were a lot of storylines going into it. And usually, when you have a game of that magnitude, it doesn't really live up to the hype. I mean, like it. it that's remember the NBA Finals, the storied French, you know, the the Lakers and Celtics. I think it was two thousand and nine or ten, uh, and you know, storied franchise, the two most winningest franchises. And that NBA Finals, while, yes, the Lakers did win it, it wasn't that exciting, at least 2010. It wasn't that exciting. I mean, Game 7 was god-awful. But it did, It you know, Kobe got his ring, RIP to Kobe. It just didn't live up to the hype. Going into this match, you had an Argentina team that was, you know, had had an incredible run to the World Cup Finals. But they they're one of the teams where they continue to make it or continue to just make it to the doorstep, but never or but hasn't hasn't won since 1986. And when we talk about Messi, a lot of people were hesitant to call him the gold or the greatest of all time because he did not have a World Cup win. He won Copa de America. He won so many so many, you know, tournaments and so many matches, he just never won the World Cup. So you had that going for you. Also, it, you know, it was reported that this was going to be Messi's last World Cup. Now, we don't know if that's the case or not, but that's what was said. So you have an Argentina team for legacy, trying to win since 1986. You had Messi, you know, trying to go out with the blaze of you know, on the blades of glory, trying to win his first World Cup. The one thing that's eluded him his entire career. And then the other side, you had France. France is a powerhouse when we talk about soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. A powerhouse. They they won, what, four years ago, the last World Cup. They're trying to repeat. And then you have Mbappe. Mbappe, when we talk about 
the greatest, like the best players in the league right now, or the best players in a sport, he's definitely up there. You, you know, with Cristiano Ronaldo, he's kind of getting a little older, and and he's starting to to fade out, and his career may be over soon, just because of the sheer age. Uh, I put, I put, you. There's a there's a select class, a select number of people that are great. There's and and that's in every sport. There, it's hard to be great. There's everyone that plays a professional sport is good. Don't get me wrong. And if you think they're not good, go to a local gym, go to a local field or whatever, and watch an uh, a professional play. They're all good. If they're if they made it to the pros, they're good. But there's 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 a level of there's there's greatness. They're in and Mbappe. Wow, only what twenty four? He is one of the best players in all in the world. I put him in the Messi class. I guess I'll say Ronaldo since you know, still he's he's still Ronaldo. Uh, Neymar, you know it, it. One thing that made this game so good is because of. Not only the storylines, but the things that the game played to the storylines exactly how it should have. And exactly what made the game great was the fact, you know, Messi starts out with a goal. He he gets he I think that's his first uh, World Cup finals goal. He gets that goal. And then Argentina goes up 2-0. You think, oh, it's over with for France. It's over with for France. Argentina's going crazy. You know, they slide and celebrate. And the homie that scored, I forgot his name. I apologize. But he started crying on the field. Like, you felt the momentum. Like, Argentina had all the momentum. Like, all of it. Then you get to, like, the 90th minute. And then Mbappe scores two goals in two minutes. Himself, one on like a penalty, one on a on like a, a yellow card. Kit. Like it look, that man put that team on his back, and and of course the game finished three three. Then they went to penalty kicks, and boy, when I, they lit. When I tell you, social media went crazy. Over the French goalie. Mm. <laughs> it it, it mm. so Argentina won won the penalties four two, ultimately won the game. Again, capturing their first World Cup since nineteen eighty six. Uh and, and don't get me wrong. I understand this you can say first world cup since 1986 but that doesn't tell the whole story argentina is still one of the the powerhouses in 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 football one of the one of the countries that are powerhouses you know france brazil argentina uh, portugal for some years the argentina has been that good the problem is they just haven't won a lot of people one of the biggest reasons why people haven't called or some people are hesitant to call messi or before the World Cup, to call Messi, you know, one of the greatest is because of Argentina has lost some heartbreakers when we talk about the World Cup. You know, they and, and, and remember, 
during this entire World Cup, Argentina lost the first game. I think it was to like El Salvador or something like that. Or 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 Saudi Arabia or something. So Argentina, it's not like they just they just haven't won. It's the fact of they've been so they're they're a powerhouse and they just haven't been able to to knock the door down. So that that title, the oh Argentina, they they're gonna fold or Argentina sucks or Messi he chokes in big moments. He can win everything. He can win, you know all the golden foots and, and, and everything or player, the match, whatever, but he, they have not been able to win it until now. And, and, and I, I, and I'm happy for Messi, man. I've, I've always been, again, <laughs> I don't know much about, I don't know much about, uh, uh, soccer. I'll be real with you, but I do know I, I follow Messi and let me just read to you some of his, Accolades before we go. Um, Boy, Messi is Messi. Hold on, Messi be going crazy. Damn. You know what? That's the. You know what's funny about this? Messi has so many awards, it doesn't even fit Wikipedia. Damn. That's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. I'll say this though. I think it's it's hard, and I've always been on the. I understand the importance of awards. I understand the importance of championships. I understand the importance of Super Bowls, World Series, Stanley Cups. I understand the importance of them. I understand that's why a lot of people do, don't talk about Charles Barkley in the same light that they talk about Shaquille O'Neal, because one has championships, one doesn't. That's the reason why some people don't talk about Clyde Drexler in this when we talk about greatest small forwards of all time because the fact that he doesn't have a championship or no not 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 well Clyde Drexler you can also say Dominique Wilkins that's why when we talk about some of the greatest football players of all time we don't people forget about Barry Sanders he just doesn't have a championship what I'll say is this though I was I was one of the people that I see Lionel Messi and he go he goes crazy like he has always been one of the greatest in my opinion and now to me it's hard you can have your you you can have and in football right in football soccer whatever you want to call it the creme de la creme is the World Cup you can you can win you know. All the the golden boots. You can win all the championship leagues. You can win the FIBA. You can win all the you know the 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 Ballo Ballador the Balladors. Like you can win as many as many of those as you want. If you do not get a world a World Cup under your belt. A lot of people, especially in the soccer, football world, they are going to question or they're going to – it's going to be an asterisk. Hell, again, back to Charles Barkley. Nobody talks about – Charles Barkley is an MVP. (laughs) Like, he won an MVP in the league. No, it's just, well, you haven't won a championship. Hell, KD was going down that route too 
for for a quick little minute. Like no people people were not talking about KD or people talking about KD in a crazy light because he didn't win a championship. Hell, you see what they're talking about with Russell Westbrook. And I know, I know, I know. Okay, guys, I know. I'm going to bring a topic back to something that I'm familiar with. I'm going to I'm going to bring it always back to basketball because that's just me. I'm a basketball player. I like basketball. All I'm saying is this. Congratulations to Argentina for winning the World or the World Cup. Congratulations to Lionel Messi for winning his first World Cup in a litany. And he has a incre- like a incredibly decorated career. It's just a lot of people, well, if you do not have that World Cup, you ain't nothing. Which in my opinion, is furthest from the truth. Uh, and I do want to, even though I, I'm, I'm usually not one of the, hey, shouts out to the losers. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to uh, Mbappe. I know that after the loss, he did receive some racist comments and racist remarks uh, for, you know, not only France not winning the World Cup, but just being just being black in a predominantly non-black area uh i will sh- i will i do want to give a shout out to him cuz he while messi was messi and messi is messi mbappe was the best player not only on the field during the world cup but the entirety of the world cup I think he had like eight goals. And I know it sucks losing and and everything, but I would not be surprised if we look up hell by the next year, maybe in the next few few years, and we look up and it's a clear cut best player. And that's even with Neymar still playing and Neymar playing at, at, at the top shape that he is. I think Mbappe being only 24 could arguably if he continues the trajectory that he's on you know keep winning awards and we're going to see what happens if he goes back to uh what's the team he plays for again um completely forgot the team but goes back to his club uh which Messi plays for actually um I think we can look we'll look up one day and say that Mbappe is one of the greatest Killian Mbappe is one of the greatest football players we've ever seen and to be 24 years old and to or or 23 24 i don't know be one of those and and be the clear-cut best player on the field and i don't like i don't like throwing people under the bus but he's not the reason why france did not win the world cup in fact he's the reason why that World Cup final was arguably the greatest World Cup final we've ever seen. You have a person that doesn't care much about foot, much about soccer, or much about football in in the slightest. I was glued to my TV. It kind of had that 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 Tiger Woods effect. You know when when Tiger Woods on Sundays, you don't you don't know nothing about golf, you don't know nothing about any like the World or U.S. Open or whatever, but you know if Tiger Woods is in contention, you're going to watch. 
That's how I felt watching that World Cup match. And I thought, I mean, everyone thought it was over. It's about to go into like the last minute or last two minutes. And Mbappe scores two goals. Shouts out to Argentina. Shouts out to France. Shouts out to Messi. Shouts out to Kylian Mbappe. You guys put on a show and you guys gave us one of the greatest, if not the greatest, World Cup final ever. So, Messi's still to go, though. <laughs> Let's move forward. If if Messi is like, and, and I'm, last thing I'm going to say on this, if Messi is like LeBron, Mbappe is like Steph Curry right now. Just saying. Let's move forward. Um, So, the biggest news that actually dropped yesterday was... Robert Sarver officially sold the the Phoenix Suns for what four billion dollars? Uh, I'm trying. I'm I'm looking up who he sold it to. It's a dude, uh, Matt Ish Ishbila Ish Ishbila. Look, I'm I'm almost a thousand percent sure I I messed your name up, my my guy. I apologize completely. But the Phoenix Suns were officially sold for four, $4 billion. What a B. This comes off the heels, because people are going to forget this. This comes off the heels of yet another report and yet, a, yet multiple more allegations of a toxic workplace environment that Rob, Robert Sarver had created in the in the in the phoenix or in the phoenix organization and the thing i've heard a lot of people a lot of people today because or a lot of people these last few days or since the report came out talking about these are just allegations you know uh allegations made a, a man sell a team Here's the thing, and I hate to bring Deshaun Watson in this, but you know how people question Deshaun Watson, not because it was one or two allegations. I mean, in fact, I'm almost sure if it was one or two allegations for Deshaun Watson, not only would it probably not be a story, it probably he probably would have never been suspended. And it probably wouldn't have been as big as it was. The reason why it was so big is it was like 25 plus women that came out and had the same, damn near the same exact story, the same exact accusation and, 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 and same exact story of how it happened. You see, while this is a new or the 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 recent allegations that came out about Robert Sarver, while they are new, this is not new behavior from Robert Sarver. I would understand if, you know, it's a one 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 time thing, two time thing like Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, we remember the whole massage incident. Swept that under the rug. 
Robert Sarver has this. He's had allegations for decades. And the worst part about it is he owns the Phoenix Mercury, which is a women's team in the WNBA. And most of the allegations that you hear is is spews racist rhetoric, um, inappropriate, sexually inappropriate comments, sexually inappropriate uh, jokes. Sexually, sexually inappropriate advances, racist advances. My the thing about it is one of the hardest things in sports is not making it. And honestly, the hardest thing in sports isn't really about the sport. The hardest thing in sports is making an owner account or 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 holding an owner accountable for something. Hell, we're seeing that struggle right now with Dan Snyder and the Washington organization. There have been multiple allegations against uh 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 Multiple reports, multiple investigations on Dan Snyder. Yet and still, he is still the owner of the Washington Commanders right now. You see, I guess you can say in one hand that this is a triumphant day that Robert Sarver finally does not have ownership of the the Phoenix Suns. But on the other hand, you can think, well, I don't know what this means about the Phoenix Mercury. Oh, no. I think the Phoenix Mercury was sold in the $4 billion. But the bigger question is, I'm almost a 1,000% sure Robert Sarver is not the only owner that has dirt in their closet. Or... or uh, <laughs> Dan Snyder is not the only owner that <laughs> shouldn't be owning a team. But one thing that I've always said, I've I've said this from day one. There's no way you can tell an owner how to spend their money. There's no way you can tell a billionaire, a millionaire, a, a thousandaire, a hundredaire how to spend their money. And... Well, again, I'm happy that Robert Sarver is not is not um the owner of the teams anymore. But my my the thing that I question is why it took so long. Why the why it took this long. And and I say this long because go back if you want to if you want to search Go back to see how how many allegations, just how many allegations Robert Sarver has and how most of his allegations never amounted to anything. And not saying because he didn't do it, it's fact of, they you know, clearly it didn't lead to him 
having to sell the team until now. Hell, there's there's former players that you know have uh, come out against racist rhetoric by Robert Sarver. But I guess you can say this is a triumphant day, or yesterday was a triumphant day with the sell. Shouts out to Matt Ish Ishbilla again. I'm sure I'm messing your name up. I apologize, my G for buying the Suns and Mercury for around $4 billion. And this, of course, comes after a Robert Solver probe and yet another or more allegations coming out about another incident of workplace misconduct. So let's move forward. Damn, bro, I hate it had to, <laughs> I hate it had to transition to Anthony Davis, but damn. This is yet, and, and I hate to say it this way, but it's true, man. This is yet another year where, or another season where Anthony Davis gets hurt. And Anthony Davis has to miss a, uh, a, a, a extended amount of time. This time, it was, I think, an ankle injury. Uh, and I saw the play, it was against Denver. Anthony Davis, I've never seen someone injure an ankle while in the air. Like, I understand you coming down. He was in the air, and I think his ankle collided with uh, Nikola Jokic's knee or something like that, or shin or something like that. And, of course, now Anthony Davis is going to be out for at least a month. The the point... Here's the thing. I understand the whole storied franchise. I do. I, I get it. Of course, my, my my beloved Wizards are not a storied franchise, but I understand the storied franchise uh, uh, label that the Lakers have. You know, all the champions. I think sixteen championships. Uh, some of the great names that have walked through the door, i.e., Magic Johnson, R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James. I get it. I also understand that the the ship to uh, blow it up has kind of sailed. It kind of sailed this offseason when you could have could have got off of Russell Westbrook you could have got off of some of the pieces you instead get Patrick Beverly who hasn't really done much um Lonnie Walker you know that ship to kind of blow it up has sailed because at this point what are you getting who are you getting how are you going to move pieces when teams know you need to move pieces so I'm not talking about I, there's no point of talking about blow it up at this point because it's not they're you're just they're not in the position to do that. What I'm talking about, and I know they don't want to admit it because of how much they traded to, to get Anthony Davis, and I also understand Anthony Davis helped and was a big reason why they won a championship in what 2020. But I think you have to really. 
sit down and think long and hard about your next move with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, and I understand, Anthony Davis was just on a tear, averaging like 32, 34 points for the last like eight or nine games. I know he put a 55 bird on the Wizards in Washington. I get Anthony Davis has been hooping. And I said in an I even put a clip out on YouTube. Anthony Davis should, at least from his play, those nine, nine to ten games, should be in the MVP discussion. Because how good he was playing. I also brought back the argument about Anthony Davis and, and Giannis and Tantacupo. And why a lot of people, especially in the beginning, you know, when Giannis was on his ascension and Anthony Davis was going crazy in New Orleans, why a lot of people were questioning who is better. But the reason why I think that the the, the, the Lakers should look long and hard and think long and hard about moving Anthony Davis is because what do we know? What that what variables do we know about Anthony Davis right now? We know that Anthony Davis is one of the best players when playing. And you can argue that Anthony Davis is a top five, top ten player while when he's healthy. And we saw it for the last nine or so games. But one thing that we also know, and one thing that year after year fans, and especially Lakers fans at this point, are starting to anticipate is that injury coming and that injury that that is going to put out or is going to keep Anthony Davis out for an extended period of time and don't get me wrong the Lakers understand and the Lakers know Lakers fans know even though Lakers fans can be hella delusional they're not dumb they understand that this Lakers team is going absolutely nowhere without Anthony Davis a healthy Anthony Davis even with LeBron James, even with Russell Westbrook, whether you trade him or not, this team cannot reach cannot reach any heights without a healthy Anthony Davis, a healthy Anthony Davis that is playing to the level that we were seeing the last few nine games and the level that we saw in New Orleans. The problem is, and as Lakers fans know. That when healthy is strong. That when healthy, if available, is strong. Because nine times out of ten, he has not been healthy or available. Now, some players are just fragile. And I uh, again, the, sometimes there's nothing you can do. Derrick Rose, especially early in his career, was fragile. And that drastically affected his career. Brandon Roy, fragile. You can you can say it's fragile. You can say injury prone. Whatever you want to call it. T Mac, injury prone. Grant Hill, injury prone. Greg Oden, injury prone. Hell, in the beginning of the, his career, Steph Curry and Steph Curry's hurt right now. Steph Curry, injury prone. Remember. Kyrie was injury prone. So there's there's players that are just more fragile than others. 
But one thing that we can say about Steph Curry is that in the biggest moments, he was there for his team. And that's why he has four championships, two MVPs. You know what's funny? What's crazy, and, and, and one of the biggest reasons why I really think, I'll be real with you, I think the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis. And that's no... That's 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 no referendum and no no shot at Anthony Davis skills. I think that that bolds that solidifies how great he is. There was there was a time, there was a point in in the league where you could really argue if Anthony Davis was the best player in the league. Or Let's say one of the best players because that's always been LeBron or something. Anthony Davis has the skill set to be one of, if not the best player in the league. I said this. I said this when I when I did my clip and talking about Giannis and everything. Anthony Davis is more skilled than Giannis. Anthony Davis is a more skilled basketball player than Giannis and Tentacupo. Two-time MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. NBA champion, final, or NBA champion, finals MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. The pro, but why do we never put Giannis and Anthony Davis in the same conversation anymore? It's because Anthony Davis is always hurt. So I think, I think the Lakers should trade him. And I, I think you trade him because while yes, you can you you can build around his talent. His talent is generational. But do you want to put your faith in a player, or do you want to put your franchise in the hands of a player while talented as hell is also irreliable as far as being able to stay on the court because of injuries. I think Anthony Davis is a um incredible player. I just also am a realist about what we've seen out of Anthony Davis and he there's no way that you can tack the label consistent with him because of his injury track. In fact, I'm going to look this up. I'm about to look up how many games Anthony Davis has played. And I can almost assure you um that Anthony Davis has not played a lot in the last few years. Let me just look. Okay. Since going to let's start with 2018-19 when he was his last year in New Orleans. He played 56 games. Cool. L.A., he played 62. That means he missed 20 games in 2019-2020. The year he won the championship, he played 36. But, of course, that was the year that the league stopped and went to the bubble. Stopped for a couple months, came back, and went crazy. The year after that, 21-22, the year that the Lakers Made it to the playoffs after beating the Golden State Warriors in the play-in, but also 
getting smacked by the Suns. He played 40 games. And so far this year, he's played 25 and is going to miss about a month. Talent-wise, it's it's undeniable how great Anthony Davis is. But in the same breath, the 2012 number one overall pick has not been reliable. Since 2000. And, and think about this. So the, the the most he's ever played in the season is 75 games. That was 2016-17 to 2017-18. He played 75 games, averaged 28 points uh, both seasons pretty much, 11 re- or 12 rebounds in 2016, and 2017 it was 11. How many blocks? Two, no, two, two blocks and three blocks if we're rounding up. Anthony Davis shoots 80, pretty much a 70, 80% free throw shooter. So you have 64 games in his, in his entire career, 64 games, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75, 56, 62, 36, 40, and now 25. Now, I do understand because I think I heard Ramona Shelburne say this. I do understand, you know, people give Anthony Davis a lot of flack. And this, the flack that we give Anthony Davis, we don't give players like Kawhi Leonard or, or players like Paul George, who, with to give credit, Anthony Davis has played in the last few years, Anthony Davis has played more more games than both of them. But I think one of the biggest reasons why we don't give them slack is because look at the state of the Clippers right now compared to the state of the Lakers. Now, I'm not putting that all on Anthony Davis, but who is who would you think in this moment right now? Even with age, think about that, even with age, because Anthony Davis is twenty nine. Kawhi Leonard is a whopping 31. Who would you feel more comfortable with right now? Start building your franchise around right now. And this is even with the injury history. Leave it in the comments because I, I want to have this conversation. I want to have a dialogue. Who do you feel more comfortable right now building your franchise around? Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard. Again, I wish nothing but a speedy recovery for Anthony Davis. Um and uh I guess uh, yet another injury yet again we'll see in a month. So let's move forward. So week 17 or week 15, I'm sorry, of the NFL season uh came and went and it's time for my weekly breakdown. Let me first say this, and I'm going to start with the Vikings having the biggest comeback in NFL history, down 33 at halftime and ended up winning in overtime, 39 to 36. The whole uh, J. 
Jeff Jeff Saturday uh, <laughs> Jeff Saturday homecoming or Jeff Saturday parade as far as you know the, games like this is why coaches you know the 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 litany of former coaches came out and spoke out against the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach. When you're up, there's a reason why being the, 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 the Vikings coming back from what coming back from 33 points down is the largest comeback in NFL history. Cause that doesn't happen. These are professionals. I don't care. And now I heard and I've seen all the Matt Ryan jokes, you know, giving a, a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl, now losing 33-0 or giving up a 33-0 lead. But this is this is so much more. This is a cataclysmic failure from the Colts on every way in every facet. And that starts with the head coach. That was probably one of the absolute worst coaching performances I've seen ever. And it's not just on Matt Ryan. Now, I understand Jonathan Taylor went out and it looks like he's going to be out for the season. Uh, and I hope for a speedy recovery from Jonathan Taylor, but that, hey, bro. Jeff Saturday, bro. And I, and I respect him as a person. I love the dude as a person. He's a great person. I've been around him several times. But he, that was, there, you gave up. <laughs> you scored three, three points in the second half and in overtime. While the other team, Scored 39. Mm. That was, that's why, that's why right there. That's why coaches, you know, you hear Bill Cower or other coaches like Rex Ryan even, even went hard, hard at, at Jeff Saturday. It was, it was a terrible, terrible coaching job. Terrible. Losing losing a thirty three point lead is not just on the players. That's one thing I'll say. It's not just now. It's not just on the coaches, but it's not just on the players, bro. Mm-mm. You had Kurt, bro, Kurt boy. The legend grows. <laughs> the Kurt Cousins one p.m. legend grows. That boy is a Hall of Famer at one p.m. Now he didn't look like it the first half of the game, but that second half, boy. Oh yeah, and uh, the Vikings. Yeah, nah, I mean, um, I don't think I was. I was kind of on the fence about how good the Vikings could be. Now, of course, it can still change. Maybe I'm still on the fence, but I'm kind of leaning towards not no shot in hell that they even make any noise in the playoffs. Because if if this was any better team, if this if any other team in NFL history, hell, what's the worst team? If the Houston Texans had a 33 to 0 lead 
going into halftime, 9.99999 times out of 10, the Vikings would have lost that game. So, yeah, but they didn't. Shouts out to the Vikings for, um, oh, and shouts out to, to uh, what's his name? What's his name? Um, uh, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson Jefferson, I think maybe next game is going to break the single season receiving record. I think Cooper Cup has it right now. Yeah, I think he's going to break that. So, shouts out to them. Uh, the Browns beat the Ravens 13-3. to Hey, look. I'm try- I told y'all, Tyler Huntley is cool, but he's not Lamar Jackson. And this, the Ravens team is built around Lamar Jackson. This team is not, did you see how drastically different the Ravens looked without Lamar Jackson for an entire game? Like it's, look, look, I think you can kind of chalk up the, the, I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to win the, or they're probably not going to finish atop the AFC North now with Lamar Jackson out. I don't even know if they're going to beat the Falcons uh, this week. Lamar Jackson doesn't look like he's playing. I wouldn't play if I was him. It looks like Calais Campbell's not even going to play. The Ravens are not good without Lamar Jackson. Even with this stout off defense that you want to talk. If there's no Lamar, they're not good. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, the Bills beat the Dolphins 32-29. to 29. I re- remember I said, Tua Tagovailoa, he doesn't have to win the game. He just has to play good. I'm not saying you have to outdoor Josh Allen, but you have to play well. You see, l- listen to the rhetoric or listen to the analysis after this game. People are speaking a lot more glowingly of Tua even after a loss than they would if than they than they've been for a while because Tua looked good. One thing that Tua answered is, "How are you going to play in inclement weather?" And he played well. He played good enough to win the game. It just you were going against Josh Allen, and and of course they kicked the field goal to win the game. Tua played great. Tua played good enough. This Dolphins team is good enough to make some inc- make some loud noise in the playoffs. Of course, the question is still going to be Tua and and how does he fare? But there's because he played well and because he he looked you know played eye to eye and looked eye to eye to Josh Allen in that game. More people are confident in the Dolphins now. Even after a loss, I told y'all that. I told y'all. Look, I don't be, I don't just be coming up here to speak, man. <laughs> I know what I be talking about sometimes. I know what I be talking about. But shouts out to the Bills for beating the Dolphins, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Go to Sunday. The Saints beat the Falcons, twenty-one to eighteen. You remember when the Falcons? for like a week was the best uh was the top of the a- NFC North or NFC South how fast that has changed um now i think it's hey, both teams aren't that good i'll be real with you um the saints have having the saints have lost the most games i think in like a decade uh for their franchise well yeah i don't know it's that was a nobody watched that game Unless unless you lived in, in, in Atlanta or New Orleans, nobody watched that game. So shouts out to the Saints. Uh 
The Steelers, I'm I'm shocked. I definitely thought the Steelers were going to lose this game. The Steelers beat the Dol- uh, Panthers 24-16. I thought the Panthers were going to ride off or ride that win that they had against the Jets, which was a really good win. I thought Sam Darnold was going to play better than Mitch Trubisky. I was drastically wrong. <laughs> the, the The Steelers' defense came to play. Mitch Trubisky came to play like that. that this look that Steelers team looked really good and that Panthers team looked really bad so shouts out to the Steelers man I I was shocked I was shocked uh because the Steelers haven't looked good this year and again the Steelers didn't look good last year especially with Mitch throwing what three interceptions but and I thought that the Panthers were gonna look better and they did not so the Eagles uh beat the Bears 25 to 20 but the, the the conversation coming out of this game is Jalen Hurts has a sprained shoulder and more than likely will be out or looking leaning more towards being out against the Cowboys this week, which is, of course, is a huge game, divisional game. The Eagles are still top of the division or top of the NFC and the Cowboys. We'll talk about in a second, but the Cowboys are still the Cowboys. You know, they're still vying for vying for a, a, a top a top seed. Um, I do not view the the Eagles situation the same as the Ravens situation. Meaning, I how the Ravens are built around Lamar, like it's it's Lamar, it's Lamar Jackson, and then the Ravens. The Ravens are built around Lamar Jackson. I feel because of how dynamic this defense is, because of how dynamic the offensive line is, because of how dynamic uh, the running game is, I don't feel – I feel Jalen Hurts unlocks his team and makes them damn near unbeatable. But I do think that if Gardner Minshew plays, he can beat the Cowboys. And it's not just because of Gardner Minshew, but it's because this the, the Eagles is the deepest team in the league and the best – like the the overall best team in the league. And now, yes, there's a reason why Jalen Hurst is an MVP candidate. There's a reason why this this offense looks great with Jalen Hurst. There's a reason why a lot of people are touting Jalen Hurst is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I get it. So I'm not. It's going to be a huge loss, clearly. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. I'm just saying they could win without Jalen Hurts. Not for a, a long period of time, but if they have to play the Cowboys without Jalen Hurts, they can lean on their running game. They can lean on their defense with Darius Slay and all them. They can lean on their offensive line. So we'll see. But uh, they beat the Bears. And Justin Fields had, like, one of the greatest runs to not count in NFL history. It just didn't count because, like, a hold or something. But, hey, man. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Texans 30-24. to You're starting to re- – even though they are the worst team, you're starting to realize – and. Y- you understand when people say any given Sunday and you're still playing a professional team because the Texans have been giving, you know, the Texans almost beat uh, the Cowboys last last week. And now they almost beat the, the it took overtime to beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs, but the Chiefs won. <laughs> Jerry McKinnon ran the ball in overtime or ran the ball for a t- ran it in for a touchdown in overtime to seal it. Patrick Mahomes, I think, threw three and three touchdowns, no interceptions. I think that right now it's like a seesaw. Well, I don't have it a seesaw, but I think a lot of people have the MVP as a seesaw race. 
Um, and right now I have uh, Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. I've always had Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. That's a lie. Probably since the second half of the season, I've had Patrick Mahomes. Definitely the first half, I had Jalen Hurts. Um, people are kind of doing it week by week as far as uh, who they think should be the MVP. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. The Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys lost to the Jaguars 40-34. to well, I'm starting to say this here. The problems that the Cowboys have, the the problems that the Cowboys have are starting to rear his ugly head at the worst times. You're seeing a, a complete contrast of of teams when we talk about the Cowboys and the Jaguars and the Lions. We'll talk about the Lions in a second, but the Jaguars and the Lions they're peaking at the right time. They're playing their best football closer to the season. They're playing their best football closer to the playoffs. Not saying the Jaguars are not really in well they're in playoff contention but they're playing their best football the cowboys on the other hand you're starting to see the defense is struggling uh Pat, you know Dak Prescott is struggling and a pick six ended the game in overtime now yeah you can say it was Noah Brown he wasn't able to hold on to the ball it just landed in the the Jaguars defenders hands and then bada bing bada boom they scored but Dak Prescott is missing a lot. You know, I think he has like 10 turnovers. It's, look, this Cowboys team is not looking as uh, unstoppable as it was when they played the Vikings. And now we're starting to look at the Vikings and think, well, they damn, they were down 33-0 against the Colts. All I'm saying, the Lions beat the the Jets 20 to 17. Again, the Lions are peaking at the right time. The Lions are a good team. Nobody wants to play the Lions. They're good offensively. They're good defensively. The Jets are good defensively too, but the Lions won. So shout out to the Lions. <clears throat> uh the Broncos beat the Cardinals 24 to 15, effectively eliminating the Cardinals from playoff contentions. And I think, even though, yes. No, I know. I hear a lot of people talking about now. <laughs> There's a lot of people saying, "Well, the well, the Broncos look great without, you know, they've they won a game. They scored 24 points without Russell Wilson. And should Russell will should they not start Russell Wilson? Let me tell you something. Russell Wilson is worth 250 million dollars. There's no way in heaven or hell Russell Wilson will not be starting for this team. And don't let it fool you. Uh, the Cardinals suck. Now, yes, the Broncos are not good, but the Cardinals suck. Even with Colt McCoy, they suck. Cliff Kingsbury will not be the coach. Now, yes, I don't think Nathaniel Hack would be the coach next year, but Cliff Kingsbury will not be the coach next year. A lot of those players, they're not good as far as NFL standard. So, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> the Raiders beat the Patriots. 30 to 24 in probably the the wildest, dumbest ending I've ever seen in my life. In fact, I'm not the only one who said that. Ryan Clark has said that was the dumbest play ever. Almost everyone on ESPN, Fox Sports, all said it was the dumbest play they've ever seen. Uh the the Patriots lost on a, a lateral, a lateral play or laterals, or they were trying to lateral the ball when they didn't need to. The, the score was tied 24 to 24. All you have to do was go down and go into overtime. Rashawn Stevenson, for some reason, lateral, lateral with the ball to Jacoby Myers. 
Jacoby Myers then tries to throw a cross field pass to I don't know who he was throwing it to, but he threw it directly to Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones then gives the meanest stiff arm to Mac Jones I've ever seen, and they win. This is all at the end. Of, this is the last play of the game. You know. I had my doubts, and I've been very critical about Mac Jones. And I've I've said, you know, I'm not too sure how good Mac Jones really is. Uh, I've had my doubts. I'm starting to realize I may be a little too harsh on Mac Jones. Yo, do you... <sighs> Mac Jones has regressed tremendously but I don't think it's his fault I mean you you don't have a you don't have an offensive coordinator you have Matt Patricia who was a failed head coach calling plays and he was a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays I don't know how you expect he's in a lose-lose situation and then that that play on Sunday was just the epitome of everything that the Patriots are right now and the reason why that they're seven and seven and that play more than likely will keep them out the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, I don't have no hope for them. But if they don't make the playoffs, trust and believe, they're going to look back at this game and look back at that last play and think to themselves, damn, we did need to do that. That's all I'm saying. The the Chargers beat the Titans uh, 17-14. to uh, Justin Herbert was Justin Herbert. And the Titans, bro, the Titans are starting to, again, I don't trust the Titans in in, in big game moments because teams are starting to figure the Titans out. Yes, Derrick Henry's going to run all over you guys, but do not, if you, if you make Ryan Tannehill beat you, and I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is trash, but if you make Ryan Tannehill beat you, you have a better shot of winning. That's just how it is. And the charge did that, so... <clears throat> Yeah. Ooh. The Bengals beat the Buccaneers 34 to 23. The story of this game was the 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 Bengals scored 17 unanswered points against the Buccaneers. <clears throat> Look, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I will not be surprised if this is it's not just this is a whole team issue. For the Buccaneers, there's not a good unit to to lean your hat on. And I'm not saying the defense is not as bad as it has been has looked, I guess. But there's not a redeeming. Tom Brady is on is has been bad. Stats do not tell the whole story. Yes, I understand he's one of the league leaders in passes or whatever. He has not been good. And you're going against a young Bengals team that ran them out off the field after they were down, like they were up like 17-0 or 17-3 or something. And they are 17. Yeah, I think it was 17-3 or something. And the Bengals scored 17 unanswered points. Unanswered, like back to back to back to back. It was, boy, the look. I think the Buccaneers will probably make the playoffs because they're probably going to win the AFC North or South, I'm sorry. 
NFC South, I'm sorry. But you'd be a fool if you think they're going to make a deep playoff run. Now, if they do, I'll be shocked. But if you really banging on them making a deep playoff run, you no, there's no way. From what you're seeing with these with this Buccaneers team, who are they beating? Who are they beating? Hell, if Washington makes the playoffs, I'll trust Washington, even with Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz, over the Buccaneers right now. Because of how they just, they're not good. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the You know, I could go, I can talk about this game for a while. But I'm not. For my sanity and for you guys' sanity, or for you guys' sake, I'm not going to talk about this game too much. The Giants, uh, the Giants beat the Commanders twenty to twelve. I'm not going to talk about this game that much. I will say this: um, while the the refs, the refs made a huge impact on the final, the 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 ending of the game. First with the Terry McLaurin ref exchange where the ref told him, Terry McLaurin asked him, "Was he is he good? The ref told him to scoot up. He scooted up. He looked at the ref again and said, am I good? The ref said, you're good. As soon as the play started, Terry McLaurin didn't move. As soon as the play started, the ref threw a flag and said Terry McLaurin was not on the line. For, for then, so that was a touchdown called back. So then the very next play, Curtis Sam... Homie for the 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 cow, homie for the Giants was hugging Curtis Samuel, and they didn't call anything in the game. Well, that was a huge factor. I can also, I also, it will. Rem- I can't go without mentioning the fact that Taylor Heineke fumbled the ball twice, one time. And on like the the Giants five yard line. Washington's still in playoff. Like they they're still in the playoff hunt. I think they have like a thirty percent chance or something. They just got to win out, which is also crazy because Washington has to win out, right? Let me tell you Washington's next few games. Washington has to play the 49ers. Jesus Christ. Uh, the 49ers, then they play, if I'm not mistaken, the Browns. And then the last game of the season, if I remember correctly, they have to play the Cowboys. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Jesus loves you. And Monday Night Football. You have uh, the Packers beat the Rams 24 to 12. Um, As I predicted, the Baker Mayfield high came to an end. Uh, It's crazy. Like, I think record wise and and losses wise, the Rams are one of, if not the worst, like, reigning Super Bowl champions. Like, from. The Super Bowl season to the next season, I think that they're the worst. Now, they've dealt with injury. They dealt with, you know, Van Jefferson getting hurt, Cam Akers, uh, Matthew Stafford, who's currently hurt, and Aaron Donald, who's currently hurt. They've they've been hurt everywhere. But it's, that's not just it. Like, they just haven't been good. 
They've been awful. They're all a four and ten. Um, they haven't been good. So, in the Packers, the Packers keep winning. They have to win out clearly, and they still have to play. You know, the Vikings and I think the Lions and stuff. But, uh, and the Vikings put a put a number on them earlier this year. But uh, the Rams are arguably the worst defending Super Bowl champions. Mm. And I don't know, like, I I don't know what's going to happen. I told you, I think that Jalen Ramsey might be gone if they're going to try to make some moves to get some picks or to bring someone in the, the the best option, I guess, right now is to to, to trade Jalen Ramsey. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Rams, honestly. So, And that's been Week 15 Breakdown. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you saw. Leave it in the comments. We'll talk about it. Trust me when I tell you, if you come into my comments, I, I, I try to be tamed, you know. <laughs> if you come into my Thomas comments and talking start talking wild about Washington I'm be real with you I'm probably not gonna do nothing <laughs> I'm not gonna do nothing I just might say okay or something I really just I, I built up the dramatics for nothing so lastly before we go I want to give a shout out to Alex Ovechkin Alex Ovechkin uh became the third player in NHL history to score eight eight hundred goals 800, the great eight, they call them. I don't remember the other two. I know one of them was uh, um, Wayne Gretzky, which, of course, they call the great one. Uh, Alex Ovechkin will go down as one of the greatest uh, hockey hockey strikers to ever play, one of the greatest hockey players to ever play. Um, the fact that he dons a Capitals jersey and was drafted by the Washington Capitals and had a historic career there has been crazy. Uh, I do see him at the end of his career, not saying it's going to be this year, but the next few years is over with because he is kind of getting older. But, hell, he has 18 goals, man. He's a f- one of three players, I think. He's either three or four. One of three players to can that can walk into – hell. Sidney Crosby has as great as Sidney Crosby is. He has like, like almost two hundred and fifty more, or five hundred and fifty more, something like that. Alistair Ovechkin is doing his damn thing, and of course, it does also feel good that he plays for the Washington Capitals. So, and there you have it, man. Uh, that has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. I really do. Again. I'm asking you guys, please do not come into my comments talking spicy about Washington. I know Taylor Heineke is not a good quarterback. I know Taylor Heineke is not a starting quarterback. I know Scott Turner got to be out of there. I know that. I know. So unless you're coming to say, hey, I agree with you, just leave Washington out of it because I've I've. I've dealt with it. Um, if you want an unpopular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Whatever you're looking for, nine 
9.999 times out of 10, I got you. Unless you're looking for Sage, then that is that 0.1%. I don't got you. Um, I I appreciate everyone, man. I appreciate you. Go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. I appreciate everyone that has supported me. appreciate everyone that continues to support. Uh, it means a lot to me. It really does. So tell a friend, and I can't, I cannot grow without you guys. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. It definitely means a lot. And until next time, much love. Hey, Herb. It's Grandma. I found the scripture, and I thought about you. It says... For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Mark 8:36. Herb, I'm praying for you. Grandma, I love you. I wrote this message, this message for hey, you. First they love me, then they hate me, then they love me again. I'm scratching my head, I'm rubbing my chin. This ain't the way it was supposed to be. Supposedly I'm close to an end. Don't push me, I'm close to the edge. I'm no rookie. What happens ahead is a leap of your faith. You need them to hear what you see and see what you say. We gearing up for something major. You should stay in your lane. Try to hydroplane in God's reign. Amen. Just trying to fulfill prophecy properly. Sprinkle frontal on top of the broccoli. Getting high as we possibly can. I'm molding a man. That's why I left these holes in my hands. Hell yeah, I'm still quoting myself. The soul is a spirit flowing in the lyrics. Guess I ghost wrote it myself. Getting loaded to the point I ain't controlling myself. Couple grams and I'm on the gram trolling myself. Like, get a hold of yourself. Gotta get over myself. This message in the bottle ain't gonna open itself. I wrote this message especially for... Let me hear that one. They love me, then they hate me, then they love me again I'm scratching my head, I'm rubbing my chin This ain't the way it was supposed to be Supposedly I'm close to an end Don't push me, I'm close to the edge I'm no rookie Ignore what you took me for In the first place, unless it's in first place Worst case scenario, this your stereo burial Your very venereal, I'ma set you men straight Crooked letter O-U-L Real recognize real and I don't know you well Yet and still, waters run deep You better feel your pale Your bucket will get kicked the minute you inhale And then you can admit you really live in hell They should sit this on digital fish scales D-O-P-E, that slang for what I slang Life's a dice game and me and I live in the TV I'm busy rummaging through government intel Staying on top of the subject like a CC This message in a bottle ain't gon' open itself Thank you, you've been gone like five or six years. That's TDE, Mr. Signing an artist. Oh no, the people that they have signed. What rap crew has ever done that? Well, Miss Bible's standard bars, no. The music industry probably wouldn't say that they hit with First they love me, then they hate me, then they love me again I'm scratching my head, I'm rubbing my chin This ain't the way it was supposed to be Supposedly I'm close to an end Don't push me, I'm close to the edge No rookie bitch, I'm a vet Show some fucking respect, I'm sensitive I just lost my best friend, my ego dead I see no threat A 
million clicks ahead of your penman shit, shit. My first demo was on cassette, little nigga. Product of determination. I defined the word amazing. Yeah. Pastor Black led back on that shit. Don't come to altar call with an altercation. I've yet to perish, the meat can wait. The earth is Herbert's, you don't deserve her. I set the trap and you eat the bait. Who will last is a weak debate. I pray you find peace of mind, mental and physical, health and wealth. Don't be deprived by nothing or no one else. A moment with soul sicker than taking a ghost picture. Save a frame on your shelf. Cause I just saw myself, seeing myself, how I seen myself. See for yourself. This message in the bottle ain't gonna open itself. But nobody else would say that. <laughs> yeah, the music industry would say that. Ab is not his projects are sick. sick. He makes unique, different music. He don't really give a fuck about none of that shit y'all talking about. He's just a different nigga, yeah, and I think that's why he's there.